We are musicians. Cerebral Tone, also known as Stephen Fisher, is a singer-songwriter originally from Seattle, Washington. His music has a cerebral sound. It's available for download at cerebraltone.bandcamp.com. We chatted about music's special place in the world. My greatest musical struggle. Oh, boy. Well, I think, I think in the beginning, getting over straight stage fright. <laughs> and, and, of course, I get blocks when I'm writing here and there. What do you and do when you get writer's block? Usually take a break from it, and sometimes I'll just struggle with it. Sometimes it's like I usually the best thing to do, and I give this people people's advice, but I don't always follow it myself, but is to get up and kind of walk away from it for a while and just kind of relax. Let your thoughts go, let everything kind of go, and then come back to it. Um, stage fright is something that I went through in the beginning because, uh, God, in the beginning I was a very shy person, extremely shy. A shit of blue and a shit of gray Feel the flowers on a dreary day A starry night Once again A stroke of sadness and a day of pain I really admire your guitar playing. Where did you learn to play the guitar? Well, I started out um, when I was about... It, it's funny because I've always had guitars all the way up, but I started out taking lessons when I was about 14 years old. The turning points for me when I was taking uh, uh, lessons, and it was one of the first songs I actually, I actually in lessons that I actually learned, that I actually went through, was um, La Bamba. Because I went and saw the, uh, the film in, in uh, 1987 when I was a kid, and I was just like, that's what I want to do. I pointed up at that, like, that's what I want to do. I want to do what he does. I love that film so much. and. <laughs> It just and what what's ironic about it is I ended up playing Buddy Holly in a Buddy Ritchie um, Big Bopper tribute, and we did a big huge show down in California. They flew us down there, and it was just one heck of an experience. And part of his family, Richie Valens' family, was was there, and so it was really it was really something because you're like, wow, you know, that's like, wow. <laughs> She's got the heart of a lion. And the soul of a king She's got power and honor And she can sting like a bee When I started taking lessons, I took it about 14 And it was with this instructor through Kennelly Keys And he was amazing he was, a, he was actually a bluegrass player So he was a pretty amazing technical guitar player And uh, I would bring in It's funny because I'll never forget bringing in La Bamba I got to go. I got to do this all the way through. And he was, he would, he taught me how to do it all the way through everything, wrote it all out in tab. And then, and then I started, it's funny because he started me out with chords and um, scales and then learning songs like each time. And uh, then at one point I wanted to get into doing, learning music, learning to read music. And I said, cause I think that's, I mean, and I did it a little bit before when I played piano because I took piano lessons when I was young, but I did it a little bit before, but I wanted to really, really expand on it. And it's funny because I'll never forget coming to a lesson and saying, well, do I really need to learn music, learn to read music? And he turned to me and he said, well, how far do you want to go? And he said, you know, it's like, it just kind of depends. 
you know, I don't want to push you into something you don't want to do, but he said, everything helps. Education helps. All this stuff helps. So I decided to go that. Then I went, then I went to, and, uh, uh, a while after that, I went and, and I was in the jazz band in high school and uh, in the all-star jazz band when I graduated. And then I decided to go on to college and study two years of theory and study, go through vocal coaching. And so I went kind of further with it and just wanted to kind of just expand as far as I could. And uh, I don't always, it's funny because when I write things, I don't always write things out. Sometimes I write just the lyrics and I'll write the chords. Sometimes I'll write a riff. Sometimes I'll, it's kind of funny how I do it. It's just kind of like whatever. I mean, for a while I worked, I was in a band with a uh, cellist and a percussionist. And uh, I wrote all her parts, the, the cello parts out for her. And I composed the cello parts basically for the, along with the guitar. And it was really really something i really that was really quite a band it really was i mean we were called we were called raven and it was just it was sweet it was a sweet sounding i mean i had uh we did some really cool songs we did some cool shows and i enjoyed that i enjoyed being able to compose and stuff there cuz i like input when you put everything together and you start working together and put your heads together you sometimes come up with something that's even better than you could ever imagine and even like with mistakes, sometimes mistakes are ingenious. Sometimes you go and make a mistake and you'll think, holy crap, that sounds good. Let's keep that. Our jazz band in high school, when he was playing, it was so funny because our, our instructor was standing there and he was directing and, and he's playing on the drums and he played a different fill. And he kind of stopped and looked at the instructor kind of like, oh. and he goes, no, no, this is practice is when is the time when we work on those things and come up with something different maybe that works no he says if you want to do something different let's let's try it and he was really open and i love that about that that's what you need to do too you need to be able to have others put an input and sometimes you come up with something like you never imagine it's like a it's it's like magic and if you hadn't done that it probably wouldn't be as good as it was or as it is so i think that yeah, sometimes I like to write for them. Sometimes I like to just kind of like let somebody come up with something. You know, what do you think of the, you know, just take a bunch of chords and go, okay, well, you know, this is kind of the way the song goes. This is the riff. You know, what do you think? What do you think works? What works for you? Music is, is, is cultural. It helps us like express ourselves and it helps us uh, communicate with each other. And there was, I'll never forget this one woman that was, she was had a walker. And she said she was looking forward to this show all week. And she wanted to get the guy that played Richie, who was a friend of mine when we were in the band, we, we came off the stage and we were walking down. She wanted to give us a hug. She had been so many health issues. And she said this, this made her evening. And she said she'd been looking forward to it all weekend. She asked us for a hug and I gave her a big hug. And I said, will you be well? You take care of yourself. That night, and I'll never forget the, the producer when we were performing that night, he came up to me and he said, now think about it this way. Somebody may be coming into this show that may be depressed, that may have issues in their life that they're going through. And he said, try to give them the best show you can because it may make their evening. It may save a life.
And music, I believe, does that. I believe it saves lives. How do you express that through your music? I mean, I, I, I get kind of political on my songs. I wrote a song that's actually on um, CD Baby. And actually, it's on, uh, it's on iTunes or iTunes, Apple Music. And, and it's called Who Do You Trust? And it's, it's a lot about what went on. I wrote it during the, it's funny because I wrote it quite a while back. I wrote it during the Bush administration. And because that was a terrible <laughs> administration too, but not as bad as the one we have now, but it was pretty bad. But um, it's funny because I mentioned the lyrics to a friend of mine and he was like, wow, he's like, that's, but it, it goes, it starts out, the first verse is broken homes are lining up down the streets we live. We shut our eyes and mute the cries of everything they did. CEOs stand noble, collecting their great prize. They step on heads of graves they dig and they never realize. Who do you trust? Who do you trust when they lie, they rob and they steal from you? Who do you trust? And the whole thing was, was that's the thing. It's hard for, because of greed and because of the way that things have been done in this country, that you feel that way. You feel like, who, who can you trust? They lie to you. They, I mean, that's the thing. They, they tell you things that aren't true. But I think, like I said, it's like what I was mentioning history is that we need to understand that and understand the true history and confront it. And I think that's the most important thing. I mean, and that's kind of what I kind of basically conveyed to in that song. And that one's on, uh, uh, what was it? It's on Apple Music and Spotify and, and uh, Amazon. And... What's your what's your worldview or what's your spiritual practice? Well, um, I'm spiritual. I am, but I believe in God. Religion and spirituality is about love and understanding. It's not about judging one another. It's not, there's no hypocrisy in it. Jesus sat with the people that needed him, the poor, the, the people who are suffering. He even said himself, do the healthy need doctors? He sat with the people that no one wanted to be around. And he told them they were worth something. And he made them feel their worth. Titles don't honor people. People honor titles. And what makes a good leader? Courage and understanding and caring about, caring about everyone. You know, caring about all your people, the poorest, the people that need help the most. That's what makes a great leader. A person can't understand a person struggling unless they've struggled themselves. That's what I love about music because, I mean, in when, when you're writing music, when you're writing songs, you can express something that you went through in your life. And maybe at some point along the line, a person hears it and it helps them deal with something they're going through. Whether it be a broken heart, depression, anything like that, it helps them understand where, what they're going through. And if you've gone through it yourself, it, you can express that, whatever it may be. And then at some point along the line, may change their life, may, may save a, a relationship or a marriage, or it may save a, a person who's thinking of killing themselves. Music today just doesn't, doesn't convey those issues, the, the social issues and the things that, that we're, 
struggling with. And I think it's important. I'm kind of like a, a big 60s fan music. I love the music of the 60s. You know, I mean, I just like the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. These were people that Bob Dylan, these were people that expressed true things. John Lennon, I'm in, in his music. I mean, it's, it just, you don't see it today as much. And I think, I think it is out there. I'm sure, Janet, it's out there, but I think that you just have to look for it. And I think that's the thing. I mean, you have to look for it more today than, than you ever had to. People came to the streets. I had nothing but respect for that. They came to the streets. They marched. You know, they fought for civil rights. They fought for these things, you know, and they went through an awful lot to get these things. And I think that we, we need to understand that again because it, it, it will repeat itself. This, all this stuff will repeat itself and we need to stand up again. But I think there are people out there that are, you know, that's the one thing. I mean, I love musicians that write songs that throw something into it that are hopeful. One of the ones that I was talking to my wife the other day, too, is like, and I was a big fan because I loved his music, Michael Jackson. And if you ever notice when Michael Jackson wrote music, he wrote hope into his music. And it inspired people because you always have to have hope because without hope, you give up. And the people give up and, and we can't give up. You can't ever give up. You know, there is hope there. There is hope, you know, but we have to make it happen as a people. I see the miracle in the dawn of a brighter day And I want to believe as my mind tells me no But I see hope Yes, I see hope Yes, I see hope Yes, I see hope This is Jana Cole, the creator of We Are Musicians podcast. You can leave me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash Jana-Cole9. Maybe I'll play your message on a future podcast. And I really appreciate your feedback.